You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, grow brand awareness, and create better content. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest today is James Grady. James is Director of Marketing Communications at Lockstep, which is a company that develops tools and platforms for fintech developers and accounting teams to automate their workflows. James, hello. Good to see you again, and welcome to the show. Hi, Jeremy. Good to see you as well. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So today we're going to talk about the art of doing B2B storytelling. And I just want to start with the term storytelling. It gets thrown around a lot. And at least for me, it's, I think people have a different understanding of what that might mean. So specifically in a B2B marketing context, how do you understand the, the concept of storytelling? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. So from my perspective, when we talk about storytelling, we're talking about painting that picture using, using words, visuals, audio, video, you know, whatever we need to, to get there to be able to tell that story that we want to tell. I know it's, it's a textbook definition, right? But as we paint that picture, a lot of times you can do color by numbers, right? You've got the, the right words in the right spaces to be able to, to help tell that story and bring it forward. And from my perspective, that really is the key to marketing success is to be able to, to help share and paint that story in a way that appeals to your core audience, right? Mm -hmm. Making sure that you're finding the right way to talk to them in their voice, in the way that they want to, to be talked to, as opposed to you know, using that robot voice that you hear mm -hmm. a lot of times or that kind of catch-all that you see in a lot of B2C advertisement, right? You know, when you're selling Pepsi or Coke, you try and grab this broad audience, right? Everyone wants to drink Pepsi or Coke, right? But when you're talking about a niche audience, you've got to be able to use language that they're comfortable with talking about things in their way. And so finding that way to paint by numbers and fill in those blanks to talk to that audience is a great way to do that. Mm -hmm. How is, how is storytelling in your opinion, how is storytelling different from say messaging? It messaging is from my perspective, right? Messaging is part of the story, mm -hmm. but messaging is more how you talk about a product, right? You know, lockstep, we have an accounts receivable solution. And we talk about that in terms of what the product does and what the benefits are. And that's the messaging, right? But when you get into storytelling, you're able to tell what it does for our customers and how they're able to, to get to that next step. And you share those stories, right? You share those real life examples of how XYZ customer has saved hundreds of hours with, with their automation to be able to accomplish this, these fantastic results, right? And, you know, we do that through success stories with our customers, mm -hmm. that through a wide variety of different marketing initiatives that we put out there over the course of each and every year and each campaign we build for our audience. Mm -hmm. you, you, a second ago, you mentioned B2C, right? Yeah. And of course, the, the tone is different, right? As you said, they're appealing to just a mass audience most of the time. 
And and you brought up Coke, which actually I'm glad you brought up that example because I think one thing that B2C kind of storytelling, like advertisement type storytelling does really well is they tell these very emotional stories often, right? right? Like how many times, you know, you're watching whatever, like a football game, there are a million car commercials and the commercials are never just about like, here's our car. It does all these things. It's like telling a story of a family taking a trip to the mountains and it's, you know, there's like a theme of like family togetherness and that's what we're all about. You know, it really taps into emotions and to what extent do you do you feel like that element of storytelling, the emotional element, is important in B2B storytelling? I definitely think that there's a part of it within B2B storytelling. I think it's more difficult to tap into some of those emotions depending on your audience. If you're talking specific, that's where you got to get into those specific pain points for your audience, right? And understanding how your your product helps elevate and alleviate not elevate alleviate alleviate those pain points you don't want to elevate them if they elevate the pain points then you're doing you're doing the you're in the wrong business but alleviating those pain points to make their lives easier right and that's that's the goal of storytelling is to help paint that picture okay so in a piece of content then ideally and and you tell me if I'm if I'm right here. Yeah. Ideally, you want you know a prospect to look at a piece of content and that's telling a story, and and you want them to see themselves in that, exactly. and kind of get that sense of ah here here kind of start to see like ooh my life could be so much better my working life hundred percent could be so much easier and and right. that the content gets people in that frame of mind. Exactly, and sometimes you know it's not always one to one, right there especially, you know, for lockstep, you know, we've got a couple different audiences that we, we focus on, you know, and the, the big one is accounting teams, mm-hmm. right? And so what a controller at a mid-sized company is facing versus an accounting lead or an AR accounts receivable lead at a company with two people in all of their accounting team, the challenges that they face are vastly different right, in terms of how they approach it. And so that's where, you know, taking those things to the next step and narrowing down who that who that message is going to plays a bigger role because you're, you need to paint that different stories to those audiences, even though they're in the same job scope, they've got different pain points. And that's one of those things where it, knowing your audience and knowing those things is really essential for content marketing today. Because... When you when you're writing for various audiences, your different personas, right? Got to have the messaging on point for each of those because their story is different, right? So if you're talking to a CFO who has several people on a team, the message that you talk to to them is very team oriented, right? They're not the ones who are managing the accounting day in and day out. If your CFO is doing that, then you're a very small company or your CFO is getting into the weeds too much, right? Mm -hmm. But they manage this team that has all of these different nuances and all of these different challenges that they're they're focusing on. So talking about the team, talking about the savings that you give to their team is important. But when you're talking to the person that's the accounting representative, the, 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 the collections agent that is going through and contacting all of your 
late customers to get you paid, the conversation you have with them is very different. You know, the story you paint for them is very different. And so being able to know who the messaging is going to is very important, right? Because then you're able Mm -hmm. to help paint that story and have those conversations. Right. I mean, you know, you could say that all good storytelling really begins with a deep understanding of the audience you're trying to engage. And you have to start there or else you'll almost certainly miss the mark. And then the more you know about that audience, you can the, the, the pain points, right, as you've mentioned a couple of times. Those become like the the building blocks of the story almost. Maybe that's one way to think about it. Or kind of like the oh, scaffolding yeah. that you build the story around. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, one of the things that I, I love to do is build Legos, right? <laughs> and so I, I often will, when I'm talking to the team internally, I use that analogy, right? As you're building a, a Lego set, right? You've got the instruction booklet, right? But sometimes you got to go off script to do something completely different. And sometimes you need you need to have that foundation, Right. And in this case, the foundation is identifying that messaging and those pain points, right, mm-hmm. of those unique personas, because then that's where you build out all of those other campaigns around. Right. If you don't know what pain points you're solving for for the CFO, you can't tell that story and your product isn't going to appeal to that audience. Right. Same if you're outside of I, I keep referring to accounting because that's that's what we do. But even outside of that, right, if you're in the banking industry, right, you focus on. CMOs or retail bankers in that space, you've got to be able to know, okay, here are the key points that retail bank managers or branch managers have versus the folks on the payment side, right? And Mm -hmm. be able to talk to each of those, each of those pain points for those personas within that. You can tell my, my background primarily has been in the financial services industry, right? FinTech and finance. So that's kind of where I pull all of my examples from, but it translates across, across industry, right? Not necessarily yeah. you can hold into finance and banking. Right, sure. I mean, it's the same principle, right? Whatever industry exactly. you're in, you have to know the, the, the pain points. And, and, and I, think, I think I read this somewhere recently. It's ideally beyond the most obvious pain points. Right. Even the, the ones that even the, your, your targets are not, not totally aware of or, you know, uh, that you can help unear- help them better understand exactly what the problem is exactly. in order that's to help them tricky. see a solution. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. And that's where it gets tricky, right? Because you've got yeah. those surface pain points that are top of mind for the audience, right? That's kind of the, the low-hanging fruit of the, the content marketing that you're building. But, you know, like an onion, like, like an orange, right? You've got to peel it back to say, okay, what's the root cause? What are... Mm the the key drivers and to get that through and sometimes they don't see it right and that's where you've got to kind of go to the the henry ford model and say okay i'm going to build this for you even though you don't know you want it right is concept that if i were to ask if i were to ask consumers what they wanted they would have said a faster horse right (laughs) right yeah right so being able to kind of go through an understanding and that's where I've seen in my experience some faults fall within marketing teams, you know, ones that I've worked for or ones mm-hmm. that I've, I've just kind of generally worked around in my career is there is this general sense of rinse and repeat of what some processes are as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, taking that time to really understand the core audience of who you're appealing to and what the unique story is for this audience 
right? When you get so kind of into the weeds, you've been doing something with the same group over and over and over again. Sometimes it's hard to, to put on your, your customer hat, right? And mm. say, oh yeah, you know, I'm, you know, this, these are the pain points today, right? And yeah. that can happen a lot, especially, you know, there have been a lot of changes cross industry over the course of the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. A lot of it driven by COVID, but other things, right? Just kind of the market, market changes. And yeah. so customer needs and desires have shifted completely, even at lockstep, right? Before I joined the company in 2020, when they really were at their core of founding and their messaging was very remote office, remote work centric, right? That was their messaging. That was their core focus because that was the message that resonated with the audience at that point in time, right? But if Mm -hmm. today we use that same messaging, oh yeah, your team's working from home. You know, you've got to learn how to, to do those things. If teams today don't know how to operate with some of their staff or all of their staff working from home from a business perspective, that's a totally different challenge today. (laughs) Mm-hmm. compared to what it was two and a half years ago, right? Where now, you know, some of the core tentaments of our message are around what's going on in the economy, right? Where is credit going? What's the challenges mm-hmm. with some of those things, which are also very important to to our audience from an accounting perspective, because understanding credit risk and all of those facets are big drivers in making decisions on technology today. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the core message and it wasn't the core focus two years ago, right? And so understanding those evolving pain points of your your audience is just as important for content marketing as kind of understanding your as as building that's those foundations in your messaging. From my poor from my point of view, from my perspective, is your messaging, your storytelling, the challenges that your audience has will always evolve right yeah. they it always changes because their jobs are changing at an ever change at a ever moving ever faster clip right and so being able to have those conversations and being able to move from a static positioning and messaging framework to something that's fluid right that's able to evolve and you know there might be a time where we circle back around right some of the messaging Mm. that the team created before i joined that in early 2021 and late 2020 around not necessarily around working from home but around some of the key pain points of cash flow and growing revenue and some of those things those are back top of mind again because of the way inflation and the economy mm-hmm. is kind of not necessarily as set as it was back in early 2021 when I joined or mid 2021 when I joined the team, right? So we changed our focus to talk about some of those pain points that were there. And now we're talking, we're, you know, again, sometimes it's cyclical, right? We're mm-hmm. just because something isn't the focus yesterday doesn't mean it's not going to be the focus tomorrow, right? Yeah. And vice versa. If something's focused tomorrow, it could also be the focus in two years from now, right? So, be keeping and maintaining that messaging, refreshing it for the audience today is always important. So we're always very busy in the content marketing side of things, right? Because you're always just kind of knowing your audience and evolving things. 
Yeah, right. And and that's what make, keeps it interesting, right? It's exactly. not static, yeah. as you said. It's every, every day is a new challenge. You know, to, to what extent do you guys try to not just stay on top of pain points as they're evolving and changing, but try to look ahead and say, okay, here, here's what's coming down the pike in the next couple of years that are probably going to be challenges, even though they might not be facing them quite yet? Yeah, no, that's that's a great question. So what we do what I do and what some of the, the great folks here on the marketing, I'm not, I'm not a one person shop at lockstep, but you know, we are, a, we have a fantastic team here. What we often do is kind of lay out the product, right? Here is, we have this fantastic product that we built it's called lockstep inbox. It's, it's a free product that's available for accounting teams. And one of the, the first things we did and we continue to do right as the product evolves, as you do with any kind of technology, as you build in more things, we've got this growing list of things we solve for, right? And some of them appeal to different areas, you know, different, different audiences. Some of them don't appeal to anybody today, right? It's something we put on the shelf and say, okay, this is something that, you know, right now isn't of interest to our audience. It might be in the future, right? But right now it's not we're, we're going to keep it in the product because it's a great feature and it's something that we want to keep in there, but it, it might not appeal to the mass audience and messaging, right? It's one of those great to haves, but not necessarily the, the sexy new thing that's going to bring in the audience. But then we just kind of lay out, okay, here are all the features. Here is everything they solve for. And then we use that document, right? It's a 20 plus page <laughs> word doc, but we'll often refer to it. Say, okay, you know, what's working with the audience, what's new, and then we'll refer to it as we build in new features and new product and new elements into the product, we're continuing to evolve that document, right? So to be able to have that, and that's how we handle it today, right? That's how we manage it with our small team and being able to, yeah, but we've got a fantastic product team here at Lockstep who's able to, to really, you know, for a lack of a better term, dumb down for the marketing guy, what the, <laughs> what the, what the product and features are, because by no stretch of the imagination, I a developer, and as I often joke with our product team, I took one accounting accounting class in college almost 20 years ago. So I know enough to be dangerous when it comes to mm. fix around the day-to-day in accounting, but I interact with our customers enough. I interact with our customer success team enough to understand the day-in and day-out pain points of our customers able to say, okay, here's what's going on. And so that's how it's a long answer to your question. In terms of predictability, we, you know, we're not, we're not psychics, right? It's hard to tell, especially today in today's, you know, ever-changing environment, what the issues are going to be that impact. But in order to prepare for those, we lay out kind of all of the things that we do. And so if something pops up, oh, you know, with our receivables product, right? We have this great cre- automatic credit scoring tool that's built inside of the tool. It's one of those features that a small percentage of our customers use today, but it's there. It's included in the mm-hmm. product. And it's one of those that we talk about more and more and more because credit risk is one of those things that become top of mind more and more and more for our cu- existing customers and our prospects. So as we're sharing these stories and talking through how customers are leveraging these tools, we're able to talk to them more thoroughly around 
those pain points that keep coming up today, guess what? It's here. It's something that they can, mm-hmm. you can use today. It's not future-based. It's something you can build into your, your scope of work within the existing product that you're using. And they can dive right in. Sounds great. Well, James, a lot of great stuff there, a lot to chew on. So uh, thank you so much for uh, sharing all those insights and and thanks for your time. Really enjoyed the chat. Yeah, no problem. Thanks so much, Jeremy. Glad to be here. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.